0: when it's released. Tour story listeners get ten percent off by using code FRET ten. That's F R E T one zero. All at isotope dot com. That's I Z O T O P E dot com.
1: Hello, Eva. This
0: is Joe Plummer. How's it hey, going? Hey
1: Joe? Good. How, are, How you? are you?
0: Good. Uh sorry I've been bothering you about getting a tour story, um so much, but I'd love to get one from you. Do you have time?
2: Uh, you know, I would, I would, but that idea sounds stupid.
1: <laughs> um. Hey.
0: Eva Walker is the guitarist and singer of the Seattle band The Black Blacktones. In this episode. Eva shares the weird practices of a bizarro soundman on a week-long West Coast tour. Enjoy. From Ruinous Media, this is Tour Stories.
2: The tour started in Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, and it wasn't until I don't know if it, that if it was Tempe or if it was Los Angeles. I think it was. Los Angeles, um, there was another band that played for, it was whole of nine shows, there was another band that played for six shows, and I'll just call this band band number two so uh, Tempe went fine, I don't really remember much about the first, what happened before the first show, but the second show Los Angeles, they had brought this sound guy with him, who we found out later was mainly a studio guy, not a live music guy and they Hired him to do their sound, but also run their sound checks, as in be on the stage and they're nowhere to be found and he's testing everything. And we first met him, or at least my first memory of meeting him was in Los Angeles. He came up to us and said, You guys are really great. We're like, Thanks, man. You know, off to a great start. Like, appreciate it. Awesome. And then during that same day in Los Angeles, we we're noticing that their sound check was taking a little long. And I was like, oh man, well, where's the band? And why is this guy going up there making a bunch of noises on the mic? He was going like bleh, 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 bleh. I need more bass. Blah. I need more treble. Just doing these weird sounds. The whole sound check by himself, the band was either eating or just hanging out backstage. But the idea was he was he's he kind of put into their mind, I know what I'm doing. This is the way to do it. You guys just wait until I call you out on stage. But it all ended up being sort of like he's overcompensating for something. He doesn't actually know what he's doing. And so our sound check was cut short. By that time, maybe we had, I don't know, 15 minutes to sound check or so, which we don't take very long anyway. So usually I kind of just brush that stuff off. I'm the most least dramatic person. Yeah, I talk a lot and I move my hands a lot and they make a lot of weird voices, but like very not dramatic, not into drama. I'm like, ah, whatever, we're a punk band. 15 minutes is fine. And so they'd they'd have, I don't know, hour, hour and a half sound checks, just ridiculous. The gimme it got to the point where the gimme gimmies had to end their sound check early to make sure these guys had enough time so they wouldn't keep bleeding in the hard time. And so this happened, let's see, our last show with that band was in ventura california but the last performance with him as sound guy was in las vegas so from tempe los angeles anaheim san diego and las vegas we had like in las vegas we had six minute sound check and before that everything was like 15 to 10 minutes not very long because they had the open doors um and so all this time just kind of letting it go and in anaheim the gimme gimme's—they started to notice that, and so they were talking to us about it, and we were like, "Yeah, you know, luckily we don't take that long." But it's it's a little like, you know, come on, guys, get it together. And the next day, this sound guy—I um, don't know what to call him—Bob, we'll call him Bob. <laughs> uh, Bob came up to us in Anaheim and said, "I need to talk to you guys." We we're like, "Okay, let's. What's up?" I just want you to know. Everything that's been happening and why your check has been cut short is because these sound people, all of their equipment's shitty. Um, I've been having to help them reset everything, and I had to save our band's asses, and I also saved your asses. And we were like, what? You saved our asses? okay. Um, and so we just kind of let the guy talk and he was really intense, dude. Like his eyes were just like, Ugh. like he was, this is a podcast and so no one can see what I'm doing, but it's like, I have my shoulders kind of high up my eyes or my brows are frowning. And he was just like really ingraining us. Like, I saved you. I'm helping you. Um, and at that point we were just like, I just want to play rock and roll. And we just, were kind of like, we just let him talk. I'm like, okay, like, okay, Bob thanks and so um we go back and i go talk to spike the lead singer of the gimme give his wife is audra who tour managed last year and i just love her i, I told audra i was like dude this guy came up to, to us and kind of pulled us aside like we were kids and telling us how we saved our asses and that's why our sound checks are short and we should be grateful and blah 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 and she was like why i was like yeah fucking weird right fast forward on Las Vegas we played in Las Vegas at the Brooklyn Bowl just so excited kind of a bucket list um, venue you know for a small indie band or like this is this is great this is gonna be great. mind you I'm still pregnant and you know hanging in hanging on by kind of a thread um, so these guys take a very long time again and it, what's interesting is that this this sound guy for the second band Bob, has been complaining how every venue is doing a terrible job. We've also observed him and he was just, he was rude to every sound person, every stagehand in every venue. And I mean, when you're playing House of Blues, you're playing Brooklyn Bowl, they have quality people. They know what the fuck they're doing. They know what they're doing. And also it was like, well, why is it that the Gimme mes haven't had troubles with their sound? But when we get to your sound check, it's suddenly just, everything's broken. No one knows what they're doing. So we're in Vegas. Again, the band is off doing something and the band during all this, of course, is trying to be friendly with us. And we're just kind of like, okay. Um, and then I hear later that he was telling people that the black tones would be flailing without him. (laughs) So I was like, that's, that's funny. So, um, they they go on their on stage. They do like a couple songs toward the end of their sound check. After he's spent an hour or so on stage in the Las Vegas Brooklyn Bowl, they leave us with six minutes to sound check. So far, the shortest amount of sound check time we've had on this tour. Uh, six minutes left, and so we go out. And no one knew that they had to have a because uh, it's a union. So I guess it had to have a, the stage had to go dark. So it was like six minutes is it. And so now I'm starting to get like, you know, like irritated, like, God damn it. This sucks. And so we do the sound check. We nail it. We've done this dance before. And we're like, we're really about being on time and being ready when we're called on, you know. Um, And so we put the drums up. They have to mic the drums. We have to do all this stuff. We've got six minutes and we do the sound check we ended up having a saxophone player who's part of the gimme gimme's crew play with us on a handful of shows during the tour it was awesome so he was sound checking with us we're all trying to figure this shit out in six minutes we figure it out um and we're like okay we got it done and the other band the lead singer she was like i just want you guys to know that this was not our fault like we heard nothing on the stage. Nothing was working, and you got you know it's it's not our fault. Sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, every night I'm like every night these amazing venues have something wrong with them, and it happens to be just this tour and this route that everything's gonna fucking not work. Um, but it works for the Gimme Gimmes and the Blacktails, but it doesn't work for your band. I don't really know how that science works. So again, I bite my tongue. I'm not, it takes a lot to like get me frustrated, you know? I'm like, I don't, (laughs) this is dark, but this is kind of my personality. But I told Audra, I was like, dude, I don't even care if there was a Klansman with a hood on in the front row. Like, just like be quiet. Let me do my show. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, I, most of the time, I don't fucking care. Just don't touch me and don't fucking interrupt my show. Like, that's it. <laughs> I have a lot of patience, which took a lot of work to get to, but I got a lot of patience. So, the show's starting. We do our set. We get to the last song. This motherfucker, the sound guy, gets on the stage, bro, grabs a microphone, and starts testing the fucking microphone during the set he goes suddenly we hear check check," and i turn around i'm strumming and i see this fucker squatted behind me testing a fucking microphone and i look and i was like no we were on our last song we were not over time we were, were we really take our slots like seriously we want to be respected. We want to be welcomed back. So we're very do what we need to do. We'll be ready for you, and we'll drink water backstage. Like we're we're kind of boring, you know. Um, and then when we're on stage, it's like let's rock. And then we get off stage. It's back to like water and oatmeal and Family Feud and being professional. Like that's what we are. We're just we're not like it's work. It's a, it's a job, you know. and We take it seriously. And again, we want to be asked back. And on top of that, we're the fucking openers. Like okay. Like what kind of divas sh- do at this point? Will we even like need to be? So uh, I was like, "Oh my god!" And uh, m- my brother and Jake—they both heard it, and they were wondering what it was. But he was behind me, and, and so I, I was able to turn around and see him. And then I looked at the sound woman, and she was like, "Oh my god! I don't, I don't know." I was like, "I know this isn't your fault. It's okay." And so we finished the song, man, and we get off the stage. I told my brother, no, I didn't tell them yet because I just kind of was seeing red and I saw the the rest of the crew of the Brooklyn Bowl and they were like, what? I was like, I know you guys. I just want to say you guys have been doing awesome. You're amazing. Um, and I'm going to go serve this guy's ass. So I'll be right back. And they were like, yay! Because they were he was so rude to them the whole day that they were just like, ah, somebody go yell at him. And so I go off the stage, I go upstairs I'm like, where is he? And he's in the green room and I see him and he goes, great show. And I I go up to him and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, "Um, I'm sorry. I was like, why the fuck would you go on the stage during a performance and test a goddamn microphone? He's like, I didn't know it was on. I'm like, well, the goal is for it to be on when you test it, right? So maybe you should wait to the transitional period. And then I kind of, kind of slightly turned my head at him and I was like, are you trying to sabotage us? I just, he's like, Eva, no, no. I was like, I think you are. I think you're trying to sabotage us. Well, you have two options. You're either a fucking idiot or a fucking asshole. So which one is, it? you know, like, those are the two options. And he's just kept repeating, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, fuck you!" And I leave and I turn and I look as he's walking away and I'm like, why are you even still here? You don't know what the hell you're doing. Like all this built up stuff from like, you know, the first, what, five shows are just coming out. Right. Like, you don't even know what you're doing here. Why are you? And the gimme give hear me. And like, this is all backstage. <clears throat> He goes downstairs. He goes to my husband. Cedric's not far away, packing up his drums. He goes to my husband and goes, I'm so sorry. And Jake knew what that meant because he heard the check too. And he goes, no, that was you. (laughs) And then um, Cedric, this is from what I hear. Cedric turned his head really fast. Cedric has his shirt off. He's sweating already. And he goes... No fucking way! Cedric's like approaching him, and Jake's like Cedric. Whoa! And Cedric's like I'm not gonna hit him, but Cedric was like, "You don't fucking work for us. Don't fucking interrupt us. You give us blah 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 sword sound And so Cedric is like raging at him. Also, after I already raged at him, I don't know how that ended, but I guess the guy went on to do the other band shit. But. The other band hears me yell, has heard me yell at them and they're like, oh my God, oh no, what happened? Oh my God. And I was like, are you guys fucking serious? I was like, you know, we've been having these short ass sound checks. I was like, and today was the last straw. This guy comes out on stage while we're playing our last song and he fucking tests a microphone and he's saying, check into the microphone during the performance. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And... Also, why aren't you guys on stage doing your own fucking sound check? Like this is finally Eva's just letting everybody knows how she feels now. Look, just like, you know, why aren't you out there doing your own sound check? You are all you you all don't seem like amateurs. Shouldn't you be wondering why it's been an hour into your sound check and you're not on stage? And they were pretty quiet. And Audra from the Gimme Gimmies decides to add on and says, and is kind of the calmer one at this point and is like yeah, I'm going to tell them how I feel too, basically. And tells them, I've been getting complaints from every venue about you guys and your sound checks and what you guys have been doing and how rude you've been to the staff and this and that. And I was like, I've been nice this whole time, this whole freaking time. I've held my tongue. I haven't said anything. And then this shit happens and you guys just fucking keep enabling him. He's been saying shit like we would be flailing without him to to everybody else. And you guys haven't done anything uh, but enable this guy. And basically I, I, at at one point someone comes in and goes and tells the second man like, Oh, it's okay. It's not you guys' fault, it's him. And I walk out, no, it's it's you guys' fault too. It's it's all of you guys' fault. You've let this keep happening. So I'm not gonna sugarcoat this anymore. <laughs> you know, like this is it's all of you. Um I I leave, we sell merch, I, I'm in a good mood for the fans. I don't take this shit out into the public um I eventually went into the gimme gimme's green room who had all heard what I did and I closed their door and I sat down and I told Spike the lead vocalist and I think the drummer Pinch was in there um and then another crew member and Audra Spike's wife <clears throat> and I was like you guys I'm sorry that. I did that. And they immediately stopped me They're like, no, don't apologize. You're fine. Somebody needed to tell them that you're told. I was like, I know I just need to say it because it's not professional. And I don't do that very often. Um, I was like, it won't happen again unless someone interrupts my show. <laughs> as long as they don't come on the stage and test the fucking microphone, it doesn't like, I just don't want to be the show to be interrupted. I will put up with a lot, but not interrupting the show, okay? Um, and they actually expressed appreciation for, for A, not saying anything all this time. <laughs> and, uh, and they said, you said really good things. Because I wasn't out there just calling them fucking names. I was articulating the issue and what they needed to work on and what they've been putting us through with this guy. So anyway, I apologized to them anyway, rather they wanted it or not. And then I go back to the merch table and the guitar player, I think he was the guitar player. And I think the drummer, they come up to me and Cedric. <laughs> Cedric, <laughs> Cedric turns his back on them just bluntly, just doesn't <laughs> want to see them or talk to them. He's like, I'm going to fucking yell at them. So I'm just going to, he turns his back. And so they talked to me and they were just like, "I, we just, we just want you guys to know that we really like your band. And we know that everything you said, Eva, was just the heat of the moment and that you didn't mean all of it. And I was like, oh. I was like, what? And I'm just like, at this point, like, I can't, I can't, I'll go, I can't respond to this. Um, I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they're like, and you know, I just, we just want you to know that we're cool <laughs> because I needed to make sure Joe, I had their approval that we were cool. Like, really? Uh, that wasn't helpful. I just didn't, Explode again because one time was enough. And it's like if you don't get the message the first time, I can't help you. But anyway, so that night eventually ends. The next show after Vegas was Ventura, California. And and this is our last show with number two band. And so we get to Ventura and we're like, all right, guys, just one more show. If we have a two minute sound check, it doesn't matter. This is our last show with these fuckers. Um <clears throat> we get there. And then we get the news. Hey, the second band's gonna be late because they had to stop in L.A. because they fired the sound guy. <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, good for them!" <laughs> we were like, "Great! We're not gonna see him on our last show with these fuckers. That's awesome." Um, uh, and so that was that was cool. But it was also like, yeah, he should have been fired like after the first show. They should have like saw through all the bullshit. And then he, no, and then the band arrives and they get there for their sound check. And one of the Gimme Gimme's crew helps them run their sound check. Um, after they've done their, they come up to our green room and they announce he's fired as if we're going to like jump up and hug them and throw confetti and like, thank you, you guys. Thank you for firing him and saving us from him. It, we were just like, we didn't really respond. We were like, uh, yeah, okay. So we ended up not really speaking with, The band, the last show um, at all, and after that we were free from them. It was wonderful, and I think it was an experience we needed to have because it was also like I can I know now what what pushed me to the limit as far as like, like I'm never gonna fucking sock someone in the face unless they like touched my mother or something. But like you know, for the most part, I'm pretty just kind of roll my eyes and move on um but now i know i'm like oh that's that is what pisses me off (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what pisses me off now i know moral of the story is (laughs) don't interrupt diva's show don't come on stage (laughs) that's what pisses me off side note um something I left out that has nothing to do with the story at all. We were at the house of blues in Anaheim. And every time we play a house of blues venue, it's like, I'm just beyond happy. They're my favorite venues. And we, that was the only house of blues venue on that tour. And I was like, man, I don't know when I'm going to play a house of blues again, pregnant. So I decided to, um, take my dress off on stage and do the show in my maternity underwear and that went over really well and i can't wait to tell hendrix about that experience uh yeah i was like when am i gonna be able to be punk rock at the house of blues while pregnant so that was the highlight of the tour for me as far as performances uh yeah i was proud of that one
0: Thanks, Eva, for the story, and thank you for listening. To hear more tour stories, go to ruinousmedia.com slash tourstories, where you'll also find my companion podcast, The Check-In. Please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.